Where are we visiting today, you ask? This diocese extends 19 counties. It has close to 70 schools and serves more than 15,000 pre-K through 12th grade students. This diocese is one of six in the state of Ohio. Thanks for joining me today as we make a virtual landing in the Diocese of Toledo. I'm Laura MacDonald, and this is another teacher edition of your NCEA podcast. My guests today are Janice Schachter, Marketing and Communications, and Father Joe Newman, Vice President of St. Francis. Um, welcome to St. Francis High School. Welcome to NCEA podcast. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. It's good to be here. I always wanted to be on a podcast. This is exciting. <laughs> well, here you are. This is our yeah. moment. <laughs> Can you please both tell us a little bit about your background? Um, yeah, my background. Uh, grew up here in Toledo, Ohio. I actually went to St. Francis uh, as a student. Um, after graduating from here, went on to university and uh, eventually came back as a priest. And so I joined the order that runs the school, the Oblates of St. Francis de Sales. And I've been here now 10 years uh, and now serve as vice president and, uh, and teach a little bit. So absolutely love being in education and, and the work we do. Thank you. And I am not originally from Toledo, but I am an Ohio girl. I grew up in Youngstown. I graduated um, down in the Dayton area, Centerville, and uh, met my husband at Ohio State and he is a native Toledoan. So we settled down here and um, have raised our family here. I have five children and my husband is an alumni of St. Francis. I have one son who graduated in 19 and another son who's currently here as an eighth grader. And um, my background is in business marketing specifically, but I uh, recently got my reading endorsement and master's in special education. So um, have a real heart for all things literacy. And what a gift is that is for your school. So tell us a little bit about St. Francis Day Sales. Yeah, so um, let's see. So the school, it's an all-boy school, 7 through 12. Um, you know, we run, our, our, our motto is, from Francis to Sales himself, be who you are and be that well. And that's really uh, taken heart, um, you know, written on the hearts of our students, faculty, staff here. And so we've been, you know, working with that for a long time and it's helped us, you know, in this whole era of, of individualized attention and differentiation in the classroom. We've always been like that because, um, you know, one of the big tenets, at least from Francis to Sales, is everyone is called to holiness and it might look different, but everyone is called to that. And so we try to live that out here. Uh, we like to say we're not a school with a mission, we're a mission with a school. I like that. I like that. How many boys are at your school currently? 700. Wow. Okay. So when I first read about the service projects that your schools are, are that your school is involved in, I instantly thought, oh, this is an elementary school. Because you focus quite a bit of your projects on reading and literacy. So even though you're a high school, why did you make this decision? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> jump in. I will let, Janice has, has been directing this, absolutely wonderful. I'll just jump in at the high level view of why it's important to us. And Janice is, is 
really well versed running the the specifics, but you know, from our spirituality, we, we really believe that holiness is about proximity. You know, who are you going to stand with? Who's right next to you? Who's right in front of your face? And so literacy makes sense given our spirituality, um, because of course you can't help but be right next to the person you're working with. And so we find this, this effort in literacy really linking with our spirituality, which is about holiness in the here and now. In fact, our motto this year, we pick a motto every year, is now, period, here, H-E-R-E, period, this. So remember, this person right in front of me, this is where I, where I live out my holiness. But then this leads directly into why we chose literacy, and, and Janice is the expert there. So literacy, we know, literacy skills are directly related to academic success, employability, um, you know, crime, socioeconomic status. It's, it's critical. It's uh, such a simple thing, but it's such an important thing. And here at St. Francis, we, we've discussed it and we've wondered, what kind of world are we creating for our children if kids and adults alike don't know how to read? Um, what happens in our community impacts all of us. And our students quickly became aware that, yes, we have a great education inside our four walls here at St. Francis, but um, you know the folks outside our walls need literacy too. And um, we have a, a responsibility. So it, it really was an easy, um, easy segue into these literacy activities. To, to give your boys a real authentic service program where they could see and feel and be part of the difference, I would say. So let's start talking about these programs. So most recent, your most recent project, I believe, is Reading Buddies. Is that correct? Correct. So tell us about Reading Buddies and how it all began and everything about it. So Reading Buddies started, it's a partnership with St. Francis and the Toledo-Lucas County Public Library. We have a fabulous library system here in Toledo. And we started in one branch uh, three summers ago with this program where we paired up a high school student with a young reader. And the program is geared toward kindergarten through third graders. In Ohio, we have, um, it's called the Ohio, uh, Ohio Reading Guarantee and children need to be able to pass a certain assessment in third grade. So those years are critical. Those formative years in reading are critical. So we started this program with five volunteers from St. Francis, and we ended up spending about 10 weeks that summer. We went one day a week every day, um, every week. And our kids just re read with these young readers. And um, the young readers would read to our students. Sometimes ours would read to them. They would share background knowledge. They would, uh, our students were taught some pretty basic comprehension strategies, um, fluency, things like that. So the young readers didn't know all of this was going on in the background, but uh, our students did, they were, they were trained. And this program was just hugely successful from the library's point of view, from the parents' point of view, and from our students' point of view. So once we got through those COVID years, we were able to expand the program and this summer we were in four different branches in different areas of, of the Toledo area. Wow. So that's so that how it So that training is significant because so often, you know, at elementary schools or actually anywhere, and, and not that there's anything wrong with it, so often we throw two kids together, an older and a younger, and ask them to read together. And if that child 
a younger child has any reading difficulties, the older student doesn't have the strategies to help them necessarily. It is, it's not always intuitive. Reading is a skill and, and, and there are, you know, very specific strategies in order to teach them. So the fact that you did that training, I, I think is key to, for little frustration and much more success of your program. Um, did you, did, did the librarians do the training? Did teachers do the training? How did that, how did that go? Yes, actually, the library did the training. So we bust our kids to one of the branches. We had 40 participants, 40 of our students that participated in this. And they were trained on things, you know, you mentioned you don't, you don't just naturally know reading strategies. Right. Um, I think a lot of us want to jump in. If a reader doesn't know a word, we want to jump in and say it for them because it's, it's a little bit uncomfortable. But they're taught to wait, you know, three to five seconds, see if they can figure it out. And if they can't, then let's use context clues or let's read the rest of the sentence and see what makes sense or, you know, point out what does it start with. So all those little strategies uh, were, were taught to our students. And it was fun watching them throughout the summer using those strategies. And they'd look up. They'd be so excited because they remembered, you know, they would look at us, the adults like, yeah, I did it. I did it. Very nice. Um, also, you talked about um, partnering with the libraries in the area. So often our summer school programs require a large amount of staff members to be present in order to fulfill the service that needs to be done. And, and sometimes it's hard to get st um, staff and teachers to be available during the summer. Um, they deserve a break as well. And so in order to do this program, it sounds as if the library took a lot of the responsibility of supervision out of your hands. Is that correct? So, you know, what made this a beautiful relationship was that the library had access to the parents and the students. And so they, um, together, we promoted the program, but they, they promoted through their typical channels that they would promote their programming. And we had the manpower then. So they promoted, they provided the space, and it's a safe place. It's a neighborhood spot where parents and students are comfortable to, you know, being there. And so are our students, because the, typically these were their neighborhood libraries as well. Um, it was just a great partnership that way. So, so we kind of provided the manpower. They did a lot of the legwork and organizing of the program. But then, you know, throughout the summer, the boys did it. Absolutely. And if someone was there late to pick them up, maybe they actually read a book themselves. So who knows? Exactly. <laughs> um, seeing all these young men sitting with children and reading, um, there are often um, unintended benefits when we, when we start programs like these. Can you talk about some of the other benefits of this program or anything that stood out to you in this process? Yes, absolutely. People often think that reading is a solitary acti activity, and it can be, but this program was about connection. And so our boys sat with these young readers and they connected and they built relationships with them throughout the summer. So there's a particular student I have in mind who read with a student the first week and that student came back um, and was so excited to see him again and asked for him by name. Well, come to find out they shared uh, the, the book that the young reader had chosen was one of the favorites that our reader, our student read when he was young and he remembered his mom reading it to him. 
So, um, you know, you could hear them talking like, oh, I love this part when the knight got on the horse and um, they, they really connected. So that each time then that young reader came back, he looked for his same St. Francis student, asked for him by name, and they, they built a friendship then. So that was, that was one of the many unintended consequences for our students. From a formational point of view, what I love about this program is uh, we talk a lot about brotherhood in the school, you know, all boys school, it makes sense. And you can see these students progress from, okay, you know, this fellow student is my brother. How am I connected now to, to teachers? But now in these types of programs, they begin to see everyone in the community who's right next to them as their brother and sister. So that whole concept of family, that we belong to one another, is expanded through programs like this you know, because they're sitting right next to one another and loving it. And hopefully we'll get some future educators out of situations like this. We often, students don't often get the opportunity to do do activities such as this that might inspire them or help them find an area where they have a gift. Um, Sometimes those students that maybe struggle academically or maybe aren't the strongest athlete, or, or maybe they are, find themselves in activities such as this where you really go, wow, you know, you should consider working with children. You are wonderful. And, and I, I feel like whether a high school boy would admit this or not, I feel like this can be just as beneficial for them and fulfilling for them as it can be for, for the little ones. Yeah. And Laura, Janice is so good at meeting with those students afterwards one-on-one and saying, you know, you're really good at this. <laughs> and so she's so good at speaking truth into them. And they had never even known that they had, you know, an ability to be with, with younger kids and they felt comfortable around them. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing that truth you can speak into them. And Janice is excellent at, at having those really essential short conversations with them about that. I think our students are are used to being on the other side of that too. They're, they're the ones being taught to. Mm -hmm. And so they get to watch these young students when the light goes on, when the comprehension is finally there and there's that moment of insight. And so there's something there that wasn't there before. And, you know, it might just be a smile or it might just be a, a glance, but our students get to experience that. And I would have to believe if you ask any educator, what's the best part of being a teacher? It would be when your student gets it, when the light goes on like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And just the experiences that our students that attended the library programs who may not have anybody at home that has the opportunity to read with them or to them um, and give them a, a, fair chance to have fluency and to be a successful reader by reading with one of your boys. That's great. So now let's pause with a word from our sponsor. And we, when we come back, we'll hear about a couple other of these literacy projects St. Francis has been working on. Today's podcast is brought to you by Disciples of Christ Education and Virtue. More than a curriculum, it's a way of life the means to a happy life. Education and Virtue provides easy-to-use resources and materials developed by the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, and based on St. Thomas Aquinas' teachings on the virtues and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
These resources provide a framework that helps all ages understand how to live a more virtuous life. For more information, please visit our website, openlightmedia.com backslash education dash in dash virtue. Okay, we are back and I'm here with Janice and Father Joe, and they're sharing some of the literacy program projects, service projects their boys are working on at St. Francis All Boys High School. Let's talk about your Christmas project. So the Christmas project is, we call it our Advent book tree, and we have a Christmas tree placed in our main lobby with little note cards on them, and it'll say third grade girl or fifth grade boy. And our students and families can take one of these cards off the tree and purchase a book that would be appropriate. You know, we try to do that leveled so that um, so that they're able to read it. And um, then on a, you know, a day, usually a couple days right before Christmas break, our students gather and they take those books over so that every student at our neighboring school, um, Jezu is our neighboring school, it's pretty much on our campus, every student gets a book. And these students are in grades K through eight. So not only do we deliver the books, but our students and some of our faculty will sit down and read the books individually or to the whole class. And so, you know, if you think about it, our students are role models to these kids. Who, who what kid at that age doesn't look up to a high school student who comes over? And when they bring that book, it creates a, a connection. It, it creates an emotion or a feeling, especially when they read it together. So that when the student goes home and takes pulls that book back out again, that emotion or feeling resurfaces again. And that's what we want. We want to instill that lifelong love for reading. And, and this is how it happens. Very nice. All right. So you have the Advent Tree Project. You have boys showing up with books for, for an entire school and um, just letting those students know that they're important and reading is important. (laughs) So you have another project that you've been working on. Let's switch gears and talk about Mom's House. Yes, so Mom's House is a five-star childcare center for low-income moms, and they they help these young moms continue their education. And if you think about a young mom who has not yet finished uh, maybe high school, or uh, maybe they have and they're attempting to finish college, and they have a young child, there's a lot of barriers to finishing. And so Mom's House comes alongside them and supports the, the parents while they're educating their children. And they, um, they work with children ages zero to five or whatever the kindergarten age is for that child. And they help the, that they help all of their children become kindergarten ready. So it's a wonderful support for the moms and the families. And you'll you'll often hear them say at mom's house, you know, you can't press pause with these kids. You can't say, all right, mom, you go finish school, and then we'll deal with the kids later. It it has to happen simultaneously. So they do a great job with that. So each March during uh, Read Across America month we take a group of boys to mom's house and spend a couple hours there. Now, mind you, these are, these are three, four, five-year-old toddlers, um, preschoolers. So we start off on the playground and our boys play on the playground and they throw the ball and you'll see our grown six foot five (laughs) player boys going down slides and um, chasing the kids around the playground. And, 
you know, riding the, the little bikes in the playground area. And so they connect with the kids that way. And after they're done playing and connecting, then we do some reading activities, reading books and little crafts and sharing snacks and that sort of thing. And the great thing about this for our boys is they begin to realize why play is so important. Um, first of all, it helps build trust, but it, it is a part of a preschooler's learning that play. And singing songs and dancing is a huge part of, of what they do there. And they begin to see that singing is also pre-reading. You know, it's rhyming, it's, it's uh, manipulating letters and sounds. So um, I, I don't think most kids in high school realize that, but this is a great opportunity for the, them to be exposed to it and, you know, make a contribution and, um, and be a part of a solution. I think you shared talking about the um, early reading skills, the phonemic awareness that they gain through singing and rhyming. Um, I think you shared before a very high percentage of these students in this program are actually kinder ready. Is that correct? That's correct. They are about 97% kindergarten ready if they've they've gone through their program, which is remarkable compared to, um, to other schools in the area, other preschools. And then we all know the importance of kindergarten readiness because of the correlation between where you are in kindergarten, where you are in third grade, and then graduation, ultimately. Gina, share that one moment, the student with the baby. Oh, so we have the student who was not a baby guy, but when we went, (laughs) it's one out on the playground and the others went into the infant room. And so... um, you know, when you go in there, they're going to put you to work, right? So they put this baby on his lap and uh, instant, instant connection there. It was the sweetest thing that um, just, you know, warmed your heart looking at it. But a couple of people at mom's house told him, yeah, you should consider education. You're so good with children. Um, he loved it so much that over the summer he worked on an Eagle Scout project at mom's house. So he has remained connected and has asked to be involved in, in it again this March when we go back. So this focus on literacy, on giving back to your community, sitting side by side, um, it sounds like it's really impacted your school. Yes, yes, it absolutely has. You know, it's as you look at, um, it's it seems so simple and yet it's so impactful. You know, it's changing lives, you know, lives for our students, lives out in the community. So uh, I'm surprised it took us this long to, to recognize <laughs> this is an initiative, yeah. Well, you've had your head down and you've been busy planning it and now you're seeing the benefits, um, even though they've been there all along, I'm sure. So if someone listening, and I'm sure they are, is looking to start similar projects, where would you suggest they begin? I would say your local library. There are all sorts of programs available and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to do all that work ourselves. The library is already doing it. So, you know, what can you as a school provide or what can you as a teacher provide? For us, we can provide students, we can provide young men and it's worked out really well. The other piece we learned along the way, anyone who works in education knows people will say, oh, get the kids to do it. (laughs) And that's an actual barrier. You know, everyone always says that and you go, you don't know how hard that could be. So what we found out, especially here, 
was, uh, you know, as soon as we, we begin to schedule out the summer, um, we call students in, handpicked, and we say, we chose you. You know, nice. you, you, once again, speak truth to them. We chose you. You know, Father Newman wants you here. Mrs. Schlachter wants you here. Um, and so in that way, they feel already like they have the ability to su succeed at this and, and buy in. So we found that to be very useful. It sounds like you did a nice job um, allocating your resources. You have boys, you have a library, you worked with the resources, the centers that are outside in your community, and you got a little creative. And, you know, you, and I think, too, it's important to remember these sorts of things don't happen overnight. You started small mm -hmm. and you grew the program. And, and, and I think we have to allow ourselves that as educators. So many of our educators are perfectionists. They want to be, get, do the best program. They'll, they're in it for everybody. They, they throw themselves into it, but we have to remember we, we start small. These little moments have a big impact. And that's, that's true. We found, you know, we were out speaking to some of our graduates about this program. And one of them in particular, Tom Lauer, uh, has invested funds to accelerate this and, and scale it. So it's, 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 Wonderful to see that only as a library system on board, we're on board. But then our graduates also say we want to we want to support this uh, because this is what this is what our communities need. So that's another uh, nice addition that's come out of this program. I think that makes it important then to share and and not share because we're bragging about the great things that we did at our school, but to share and celebrate the good things that are happening. So we do have those moments. So we do know the impact on our alum and they can give back and be aware of what's going on at our schools because there's great things going on at all our schools and including yours. This has been great hearing all about your programs. Oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> so I ask each guest a couple of fun questions at the end. And so I have a couple questions for you. And since we've been talking about literacy, let's start there. A favorite book? You want to go first? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so most recently, it was A Gentleman in Moscow. So <laughs> this is a book. Uh, you're shaking your head. Maybe you haven't uh, read it. I don't it. know. <laughs> I have not read it, no. <laughs> so I found this to be something that uh, enough people have read that I can use it at dinner parties. And <laughs> <Okay>. it, <laughs> it breaks the ice. It's, it's a wonderful story uh, about um, someone uh, that makes the most out of his life, some, some barriers but makes the most out of his life. And uh, I found it, it's, it's been a nice connection, especially when I, when I move past small talk at parties. So that's the most recently uh, my favorite. All right. A gentleman at, in Moscow. Is that? Yes. That's, okay. Oh, yeah. I recommend and what about it. you, Janice? Do you have one? I do. So I love, love, love children's literature. And I think a lot of it stems from, I remember sitting on my grandma's lap in our, in our black rocker in my family room, and she read, um, she read The Snowy Day. Jack Ezra Keats, um, mm -hmm. and I read it to my kids, and now I'm reading it to my grandkids. But I love the illustrations. Um, growing up in Ohio, we have a lot of snow, so it's very descriptive about the crunching of the snow and you know smacking the snow with a stick and building a snow fort and that sort of thing, and the excitement that comes around waking up and seeing the outside covered with snow. So that's definitely one of my all-time favorites. Well, and there's one our teachers can read with their students. I wouldn't necessarily suggest Father Joe's, but if you're well, going to the party, 
It's good for book club. <laughs> um, favorite childhood teacher? Either of you? All right. Go well, ahead. my um, I was looking at this actually. My favorite teacher uh, is is recent after uh, after I, I graduated with my degrees and everything. So favorite moment. So I was a a new priest, maybe two years in, and I was uh, uh, celebrating mass at a local grade school. And after mass, um, they have all these songbooks, and the songbooks are piled into these crates, these heavy crates. And I see this second grader trying to lift this crate up, and he can't pick it up. And I'm next to the principal, Sister Pat, and I take one step towards that student. She puts her arm out in front of me and says, do not take this moment away from this student. He will learn from this. And lo and behold, I sat there and watched him call <laughs> over his friends so they could carry it together. And that's the moment I realized Sister Pat knows a lot more about education than I do. And it was just a wonderful, insightful moment. It is those little moments that sometimes stick with us so much. That's great. Yeah. What about you, Janice? Uh, mine was definitely Mr. Frederick, my high school Spanish teacher. And um, he, in Spanish, of course, led so many discussions. It was probably the first class I ever had where we were able to share our opinions. We were able to talk about issues like overpopulation and what countries are doing about that. and altruism and what does altruism really mean? Try saying that in Spanish. Um, <laughs> but it was great. You know, it was not necessarily small group discussions, but just real casual discussions. And I learned so much from him. And I, I think about him often and I think of him fondly. Well, thank you for sharing. Any shout outs you guys would like to add before we wrap up here today? I would love to shout out John Cook at the library and his team that helped make Reading Buddies possible. I would like to shout out um, Christina and Julie at Mom's House and all the folks there that, that do the good work that they do. And of course, our neighbors at JZoo. Nice job. How about you, Father? Uh, I got to give a shout out to Janice. Without Janice doing the work for this, it would not have moved forward. So um, she's you know just continuing to do this work with great passion. You know, She went back to school to be better at this. Uh, just always impressed by her. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yes, we need more Janices in, in our schools, definitely. Well, I want to thank you, our guests, and I'd like to thank our NCEA podcast listeners. Do you or someone you know have something worth sharing? Let us know. We could be visiting your diocese and introducing you as our next podcast guest. After all, the most valuable resource we have is each other. Thank you, Father Joe and Janice. It has been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. This has been wonderful.